Ahmedabad turned 611 years old yesterday. Every time I hear the story about a hare chasing a dog by Ahmed Shah to drop the pin on the map to establish the city, I just scratch my head. I mean, Ahmed Shah was an able ruler. He must have weighed in critical factors such as soil quality, wildlife, availability of water and what not before laying down the foundation for Ahmedabad rather than just relying upon a fat rabbit chasing a skinny dog on a shiny day. Inscribed in UNESCO's World Heritage City List of 2017, Ahmedabad has seen sea change during the last six centuries. Shakespeare once said, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. But little he knew about us Ahmedabadis. Ahmedabad became Ahmedabad and later on Karnavati. For me personally, name should resonate with the people of the city. The people who are popularly known as Ahmedabadis across the globe have become a brand in itself. And it wouldn't be wise to lose all the brand capital built over the period of time. Personally, I have few sweet memories built around Karnavati too. I don't recall the exit year. But during one of those Navratris, I had managed few Garba passes of Ahmedabad's famous Karnavati club. At that time, I didn't knew, but celebrity guest for that night was Shilpa Shetty. And oh boy, we had fun. From that night onwards, I fell in love, not with Shilpa Shetty, but with Karnavati club. And it became my go-to place with friends during Navratri. During year 2015-16, I was placed with Shell Hazira and one of the, the memories associated with my stint with Hazira was running towards Surat railway station, running on, on platform number one of that station, like Shah Rukh Khan trying to catch that departing train, that departing train Karnavati Express going towards Ahmedabad, towards my city. So Karnavati Express and Karnavati Club has a you know nice place in my heart. So if you call my city Karnavati, I would be okay with it. Thus deep into the arm of Western India, close to the Bay of Kembe, yet not that close enough to protect us Ahmedabadis from scorching heat and severe desert wind, is the city of Ahmedabad. With no natural beauty to boast for, save for Sabarmati, which nowadays carries Narmada water into it, Ahmedabad has a reputation of being a hardy city. Hardy, I said, not Hardik. Well, Hardiks too have made their name in Ahmedabad. While one shook Gujarat's politics from GMDC ground few years back, the other one is looking to shake off injuries to lead Ahmedabad's IPL franchisee. Coming back to Ahmedabad being a hardy city, Ahmedabad has gone through severe tragedies, but this city, I say, has always came back stronger than before. To understand this, you need to understand the history of Ahmedabad. So let's dig deep into it. Old Ahmedabad prospered due to the foresightedness of Ahmed Shah, who had invited traders, merchants, weavers, craftsmen to settle there. Ahmedabadi people's industriousness and thrift turned that inland city into a pulsing center of trade. Cotton, silk, silver, velvet, gold brocket, chemicals, indigo, you name it, everything flowed from Ahmedabad 
through the port of Kembe to Middle East, Africa, Europe, Southeast Asia, and throughout the world. All the West imports would be stocked into the warehouses located on the outskirts of Ahmedabad and would move on to the backs of donkeys and camels to the bazaars of Delhi, Malwa, Agra, and Rajasthan. Over the centuries, Ahmedabad changed hands. The Mughals came in the 16th century. Southwestern province of Ahmedabad was so dear to Akbar that on hearing the plot of toppling his appointed governor, he rode out immediately, all the way from Agra to the city's north gate, to ward off the treacherous forces into submission. With time, Mughals became weak and made the ways for the Marathas. During the Maratha regime, Ahmedabad was for all intents and purposes divided into two halves, one into the hands of Peshwas of Pune and the other into the hands of Gayakwads of Vadodara. We Indians know how coalition government works, don't we? Constant struggle between the Peshwas and Gayakwads and the retrograde and oppressive policies defined that period. East India Company took charge of Ahmedabad in 1817. Englishmen knew the strategic importance of Ahmedabad, bringing in military cantonment, municipality administration, railway link between Ahmedabad, Mumbai, among the other things. Even ravages perpetrated by the British elsewhere, such as flourishing manufacturing town of Murshidabad and Dhaka, they could not dent the jubilance of Ahmedabad. So what made Ahmedabad so hardy and resilient? The city has evolved through all the turbulent times and came out stronger each time. Stubbornness or as they say nowadays, majukegane kind of attitude of Ahmedabadis should be attributed to what sort of factors? Those who have studied Ahmedabad's evolution cites two main factors. First, they say influence of Jainism. And second is commercial mindset of Ahmedabadis. Jains are known to be among the world's most rigorously ascetic faith, assodiously following the tenets of non-violence and public duty. In the early 1900, they comprised around 10% of the population of Ahmedabad. Jains were the leading traders of the city during that time. Being fervent vegetarians, they refused to deal in firearms, alcohol and meat products. And due to their immense wealth, they exercise strong influence over city's social life. Their ethics become shared ethics of the city. Other source of Ahmedabad survival was vitamin M, a local verb time for money. Muni Jeevanji, head of historical research section of Gujarat Sahitya Parishad, once said, The main aim of the people here is to figure out ways to make the most amount of money. This is not the view likely to be much contested, least of all by the Gujaratis and especially by the Ahmedabadis themselves. These two factors gave Ahmedabad a character both solid and limited, both solid and strong and ingrown, both alive and isolated, by which it had been able to household through the centuries a remarkable energy. By the mid-19th century, competition from the Chinese and other Indian traders forced Ahmedabadi traders to identify business avenues other than money lending and trading commodities. With no port in near proximity, a hostile dry weather, Ahmedabad was not an ideal place to manufacture cotton textiles. But Ahmedabadis being Ahmedabadis, you know, 
they built so many power looms and textile mills that at one point of time world started calling Ahmedabad Manchester of India. By the mid 1960s, Ahmedabad had around 133,000 textile workers. In other words, every third male Ahmedabadi was working in the mill. Although Ahmedabad was still a one industry town, it was beginning to diversify. Textiles required chemicals and chemicals were also essential to manufacture pharmaceuticals. Ahmedabad's textile magnates began to enter into licensing agreements with companies like GG of Switzerland and American Cyanamide. Ahmedabad was betting that India's future would be westernized at least in some form and it put its chip on the line to secure a prominent place in that future founded by visionary Vikram Sarabhai institutes like ISRO PRL IIM Atira and AMA corroborated that fact Many would say that money-minded Ahmedabad does not contribute much to social economical or political reforms their belief to say politely is misguided here are the facts When Gandhi ji moved to Ahmedabad untouchability was still in practice Gandhi ji entered the struggle head on by inviting a untouchable family into his ashram not as a servant but on equal terms with the other residents even at the risk of losing the ashram itself During 1980 Gandhi ji intervened in the strike and a lockout in the Ahmedabad mills that threatened labor and management with great losses he declared his first public fast unto death to force both sides to compromise later gandhi ji's fast unto death become a cornerstone of swaraj andolans in 1930s gandhi ji brought international attention to the city by launching his salt march to the sea the most dramatic single campaign of the entire independence movement from his ashram in ahmedabad gandhi ji made literature accessible to all by establishing institutions like gujarat vidyapeet gujarat college and he also founded publications such as navjeevan and young india all in ahmedabad let's talk about economic reforms india's nationalism amalgamated with gujarat's regionalism gave birth to ahmedabad's rationalism the ahmedabad textile industry virtually closed down in the 1980s employment in ahmedabad's textile mills dropped from 155000 in 1981 to 72000 in 1987 to 35000 in 1995 the once thriving municipal corporation verged on bankruptcy in 1987 the city's civic academic and industrial leaders convened a seminar with the title is ahmedabad dying As Ahmedabad restructured its economy, however, a new kind of city emerged, one that could and did avail itself of the opportunities of global market. By the mid-90s, its economy had shifted to pharmaceuticals, chemicals, diamond polishing, denim, and financial services. In politics, Ahmedabad's role as pioneer was much clearer. The Nav Nirman movement in Ahmedabad during 1974 and 75 began as a movement to enlist Gujarat Chief Minister Chiman Patel in a popular struggle against high prices. University students and professionals led the movement, abetted by the masses of ordinary people, especially housewives. 
फ्रस्ट्रेटेड बाय द डिफिकल्टी ऑफ बैलेंसिंग फैमिली बजट्स एंड आस्किंग पैरेलल क्वेश्चन कितनी सह महंगाई की मार अब की बार सॉरी लेटर नव निर्माण मूवमेंट इग्नाइटेड प्रोटेस्ट अगेंस्ट द चिमन भाई विच टर्न वायलेंट स्पेशली इन अहमदाबाद एन ऑफिशियल टोटल ऑफ हंड्रेड पीपल हंड्रेड एंड ट्वेंटी अनऑफिशियली वेर किल्ड चिमन बाई वॉज फोर्स टू रिजाइन एंड द स्टेट गवर्नमेंट फेल थ्रू द इंटरवेंशन ऑफ नेशनलिस्ट लीडर जयप्रकाश नारायण द मूवमेंट स्प्रेडेड जियोग्राफिकली टू अटैक करप्शन इन द ईस्टर्न स्टेट ऑफ बिहार एज वेल प्राइम मिनिस्टर मिस गांधी फियर दैट द मूवमेंट वुड नेक्स्ट स्प्रेड टू डेली दस डिक्लेयर द इमरजेंसी द फर्स्ट एंड द ओनली ऑफिशियल अब्रिजमेंट ऑफ नेशनल डेमोक्रेटिक पॉलिटिक्स इन इंडिपेंडेंट इंडिया the movement that began in ahmedabad climaxed in delhi the indian constitution reserves a total of approximately 22% of places in colleges government employment and elected offices for members of scheduled caste and scheduled tribes that is ex untouchables and adivasis but what about people on the next level up the other backward classes the government of gujarat had already addressed the issue of reservation As early as 1981 it expanded reservation in its medical schools for scheduled caste and scheduled tribe students. By 1985-86 it declared its intention to expand them throughout its educational and administrative organizations. The backlash in 1981 forced Chief Minister Solanki to backtrack on the reservations. The backlash in 1985 forced his resignation from the office. But only after 275 people were killed thousands injured tens of thousands rendered homeless property damage reaching 1.75 billion us dollars and amdabad living in chaos for 6 months most of the writing and loss of life and property centered on amdabad the largest city in the state and the cockpit of state politics many believe that it was the watershed moment of indian politics making making parties to create the vote banks based on caste the political division coupled with the closure of most of the mills increased the segregation of amdavad's population on a communal basis in 2002 amdavad and gujarat experienced one of the worst hindu muslim riots in india since the partition riots of 1947 approximately 2000 people were killed about half in amdavad some 140,000 were rendered homeless about 100,000 of them in amdavad the riots further intensified residential segregation and also brought legislation such as disturbed area act the riots were a center stage of many media programs for a long time and have completely changed the political scenario of india a city which used to invite the likes of lakubuzer louis kan Charles Coria and B V Doshi to create marvels of modern architectures like A M A I I M and Atira etc has now become home of the likes of Bimal Patel who has designed prestigious Central Vista project The deeper you dig more stories and histories you find about Ahmedabad any city in many ways is defined by its people and the legends they create and the stories they choose not to forget a city which was once behind the walls and 12 gates is way beyond all physical periphery and reside in amdavadi people's hearts and minds wishing all amdavadis across the globe a happy foundation day